What's up, lady? It's Michelle Bishop, and I want to welcome you to the Be That Woman podcast. This podcast was created for the woman who knows there is more, wants more, and is desperately wanting to become more. For the woman who is ready to rid the pressure of having it all together, ready to conquer her beautiful, chaotic life, and ready to blaze her own unique trail by owning her past, channeling it as her superpower, and breaking through anything and everything that steps foot on her course to greatness. This podcast is for every woman who is ready to embrace that can't stop, won't stop, head held high, undeniable confidence. What is up, lady? It is Michelle Bishop, and I want to welcome you back to the Be That Woman podcast. This is episode number nine, and I truthfully was just upstairs cleaning, um, getting ready for Christmas, and it's a little bit early. I actually was hesitant to um, do Christmas early. I was going to wait till after November, and then John, who does not love living in Ohio, he said, please, 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 please do Christmas soon. Like, if I have to live in Ohio during the winter, you can at least put Christmas up soon <laughs> to get us all in the holiday spirit. So per Papa Bish's request, I am getting the house ready for Christmas. But when I was upstairs, I was actually just reflecting on um, a lot and I decided to come down and talk to you today about grace and also taking ownership of the decisions that you make. Um, today, I want to talk a lot about Christianity. And as you guys know, um, my walk has been nothing <laughs> short of um ups and downs. It has been tough. It has been beautiful. Um, it's been perfectly imperfect. And I am so thankful for the grace that Jesus gives me every day. And I tell myself, isn't it a beautiful thing that we are imperfect humans serving a perfect God? And um, a friend said that to me recently, and I've continued to remind myself of that, that I am an imperfect person. And when I make moments in my flesh that ultimately sow a bad seed, and then I reap you know, the fruit of that, which typically doesn't feel too good. I remind myself that I'm not wicked in that moment. It was just a seed of weakness. And when you truly, truly, truly follow Jesus and you are aware um, in that moment, you know, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, loveness, and self-loveness, um, gentleness, forgiveness, and self-control, um, you sow in the spirit, which ultimately means you're sowing good seed. Um, when you sow good seed, you reap eternal life. And when you sow in the flesh, which means um, what our earthly our worldly bodies want to do what it desires, um, our sin nature. When you sow in that, you reap a harvest of destruction. I don't know if you are familiar with spiritual laws, but that is a legit spiritual spiritual law. Um, you know, just like the law of gravity, it is a spiritual law. It is a real thing. And as a Christian, um, there are things that we do something and in turn, something else happens. And a lot of times, you know, people will reference and say, not today, devil, not today. Or, you know, <clears throat> you're having friendship drama and you say, devil, not today, like not today. And I think, um, you know, Michelle, you have to be so quick to realize that you can't just point the finger at the devil, but you were the one that sowed the seed. And now you're reaping the fruit of that. And we have to take ownership in those moments, realizing that it isn't always the enemy who caused that? Um, now, of course, he's always out there on the prey, you know, trying to pry or pray, pry, pry, pray um, on the weak. And he's always, you know, out to still kill, kill and destroy. Also, 
I always try to say, steal, kill, and destroy. He's always out to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I was talking to a friend recently, and as I have been getting um, really back on the horse of my journey through Christianity, I've been going at my own pace. I have been um, very slow to you know, decide who I want to listen to or who I want to turn to um, other than Jesus, because, you know, all pastors, all books out there other than the Holy Bible are uh, written through human interpretations of the Bible, their convictions, things that they're going through, what they believe that Jesus is telling them. And I'm like, great, good for you. I'm glad that that's your conviction. That's not something I've ever struggled with. Therefore, it's not something, you know, I believe Jesus is saying work on um, in the season because it's not really a weakness of mine. And so I've just been in the season of, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? So on this journey, um, I have been tempted many times, you know, by my flesh. And you could say, you know, by the enemy. And you have two decisions. Am I going to sow in my, you know, sin nature? Am I going to sow in my flesh um, and therefore reap fruits of destruction? Or am I going to sow in the spirit? And typically when we sow in the spirit and we do things that are in line with, you know, what Jesus would want us to do. It's hard because our flesh so badly wants to do what feels good to us. And, you know, a lot of times people will refer to things as, you know, they love this or that. And I say, you know, even though you love that, is that in line with what Jesus says? And if it's not, then it's not real love. And I think that that's so hard for so many of us to believe. One of my dearest friends the other day, we were talking and she said, Michelle, you know, when people start finding love and things that Jesus says isn't love, a lot of times those people have turned away from scripture and they haven't been in it. And that was a gut check to myself as well, because um, a lot of times we get in feel good seasons, right? And we get in seasons that are fun and, um, you know, you start to live in the world a little bit and it feels good. And, um, you know, a lot of your friends, even, you know, they, you have to remember everybody is flawed and even Christians are flawed. Even your Christian friends, so in the flesh, like that's, we are flawed human beings. And that's the biggest thing to remember is that you and I both every single day have to put on our own armor and protect ourselves because even though our friends out there, you know, are walking, you know, their own personal walks with Jesus doesn't mean that they're not sowing in the flesh from time to time. So you have to ask yourself, am I doing, you know, what feels good? And, you know, maybe they are too, or am I going to hold that friend to that standard? And, you know, you, you don't have to just always you know, condemn them or make them feel little. But the best thing that you can do always is walk your journey out the way you know how and continue to love. Um, and, you know, I've always been in the season where it's been hard for me. And, um, you know, I'm just vo- uh, vo- vocalizing this on my podcast today. Um, but I've been in a season of when is the right time to um, give that judgment. And I know in Romans, it says, you know, if you know a sister or a brother is basically sinning and you don't tell them the blood is on your hands. And that has always been something that is like, m- makes me sick to my stomach because I think like, man, how do you tell a brother or sister something and do it in a loving way rather than a condemning way? So um, that's for you to pray over and that's for you to decide. But ultimately, <clears throat> I think this today is really about self-reflection. And, you know, I have a couple different stories that I want to share with you because, um, you know, prior to marrying John, I was having sex before marriage. I was, you know, allowing guys to spend the night at my house. 
And um, I met this guy, and I don't know if I've told this story on my podcast before, but this is such a beautiful story. This is Christianity. So I met this guy, and when I first met him, um, it was in the gym, and he actually wouldn't even really look my way. Um, yet he was friends with uh, Terika and my friend Lauren, and you know they'd kind of sometimes work out together, but he really didn't want much to do with me, and I never understood why. Um, was Maybe was he intimidated? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but I'd be in there working out with him, and he'd joke around with them, but not me. And so... Um, one day I made a video on Instagram and I said the S-H-I-T word and he ends up DMing me, giving me a hard time being silly. And I said something and I said, I didn't think you liked me. And he said, well, you know, he made a video back to me being really silly and basically imitating me. And it made me realize how, how ridiculous I sounded because of all the, you know, words that I always would drop. And he said, no, he said, honestly, he's like, you intimidated me. And he's like, and you know, you always use this type of words and yada, yada, yada. And basically I turned him off. And so I said, oh my gosh. And so we ended up becoming friends. Um, he realized, you know, that I wasn't, you know, just a gym rat, um, but that I, you know, had a heart and I, you know, could be nice. And, uh, so we became friends and, um, quickly, you know, we became a thing and we started working out together and we started to really fall for each other really fast. And um, at this point, John had moved to Texas in January, and this was maybe March, April, April, April going into May. Um, It was a very quick thing, um, but I'll tell you what, the way that he put Christianity was so beautiful. And I remember one day he's like, hey, can I come over and let's just talk. Let's just talk. And in my world, that doesn't just happen. Guys don't just come over to talk. But, you know, we did. We sat on my back porch um, and we just talked all night. Like we literally sat there and we just talked. Um, There really wasn't much flirting. And I kept thinking, like, does this guy even like me? Or like, this is weird. Like he keeps wanting to hang out with me, but he's really not like, you know, hinting around that he likes me. And so he kept coming over and we kept just talking and talking and laughing. But never once was there, you know, a holding my hand or anything like that. And he was just really just getting to know me. And um, this this whole story is emotional because Jesus like changed my life right here. And so um, I remember one night we were talking and he said, I really like you. And I said, you do? Oh my gosh, I never would have known because you've been so like, just acting like my buddy. He goes, no, I really like you. He's like, I just want you to know. And um, he was so slow with everything. And he kept telling me, he goes, you know, Michelle, I think Christianity, you know, a lot of people, um, they rush things. And he goes, and Jesus has given us relationship to really be a beautiful thing. And he goes, and I don't want to just, you know, take the good stuff right away. He's like, I want to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy every stage. And I want to, you know, be tickled to be with you basically and be excited and you know just basically he wanted to kind of um pull stuff out to really enjoy every single second of it and uh so we eventually I think one night we end up kissing and he actually apologized for it and he said it was too fast and you guys you know for those who aren't Christians you know listening on here you may think this guy was freaking crazy but the way that he kept wording things was so beautiful And he thought, I'm just not ready to go there yet. Like, I really want to take things slow because I really want to just enjoy every single part of this. And one night, you know, I said to him, because it was like two in the morning and it was just late night talks over and over and over and over and just talking and laughing and just like really getting to know each other. And one night it was like two in the morning and I said, 
why don't you just stay here? Like you have a 40 minute drive home. Why don't you just stay here? And he said, Michelle, he goes, I've never been with somebody like that before. Um, I've never been with somebody like that. And I said, really? Like you've never done any of that? And he's like, no, I haven't. Um, he's like, you know, I'm still a, um, I still have my virginity. Couldn't even think of the word. <laughs> um, he said, I, I still have my virginity and I've not done anything like that with a woman and I've never stayed at somebody's house. And he goes, you know what? He goes, think of it this way. He goes, as tempting as it is, as much as I like you, as much as I could just say, oh, it's just staying at her house. He goes, I have always believed that this would be such a gift someday to share with my wife. He goes, there are so many divorces nowadays where people just basically quit on each other like it's nothing. He goes, I never want to take for granted any of the gifts that Jesus has for me. I want to enjoy every single moment of it. He goes, imagine standing across the altar someday, holding somebody's hands, looking them in the eye and knowing that that person is committing themselves to you for the rest of your, their lives without you ever giving yourself to them. It's not about anything other than they genuinely, truly love you. He goes, and then imagine going home that night and actually making love to that person for the first time ever. This is the first time you or that person, ideally, have ever done that. He goes, and then, you know, if I were to stay here with you, he goes, I would be robbing myself of on, you know, the morning after my wedding, waking up to my wife someday with her hair all crazy, no makeup, her sipping her coffee and her jammies. He goes, I long for that. And I never want to take that away from me. He goes, and as easy or as small as those little things seem, they matter to me. And woo, it makes me emotional. It was so beautiful the way he basically painted Christianity. Um, the way he painted tithing. There are all of these things about Christianity that rocked my world about him. And <clears throat> he ended up telling me that he loved me. Um, and then basically he ran. And the part of, you know, all of this that kills me, you know, I'm very grateful for every season because because of this is the reason that I asked John to marry me. So I don't, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the story. It's a beautiful part of the story. I pray someday that I can paint, you know, Roy keeping her virginity the way that he painted it for me. Um, but there is a point in his and my journey when I wasn't strong enough in my faith to hold him to a standard. And I remember I did a photo shoot back in my bodybuilding days. And I did a shoot actually in my bra and undies. Like, yes, Michelle did. And um, I... I sent it to him it was super sassy it was super cute and I had like you know little stockings on my legs and um just super sassy very promiscuous and I sent it to him and I typically can say I've never really been like that but I you know was proud of my physique and back then that really didn't seem like anything to me and so I sent him a picture and he texted back and he goes you look great and then the next day he basically told me you can't send me stuff like that. He goes, you have no idea, you know, how into you I am. And doing that causes me to lust. And he goes, and I don't want my mind to go there because it makes it really, really hard on me. And at that moment, 
I really didn't respect that from him. He didn't understand. You know, I was still going into the tanning bed and waking up with, you know, veins all over my stomach. And I would send him a picture and like, look how vascular I am. And he's like, hey, you can't send me these pictures. And I didn't understand it. I just didn't understand it. I didn't respect where he was coming from. I couldn't relate to where he was coming from because that is what I lived in. Like that was my normal. And so, you know, when he ended up falling for me, you know, he said that, you know, the four letter word, he ended up leaving and he said, I can't be with you. And at this point in our journey, like I was devastated because I had never felt um, somebody who genuinely uh, appreciated my time as much as that. Like, um, just how slow and how interested in me he was and the fact that he genuinely like regardless if he's a man and you know he wanted you know you know it is what it is he's a guy but I felt like he was so into everything that I had to offer just me being me and that was the moment that rocked my world that I wasn't good enough for him I wasn't the Christian that he needed me to be and I remember calling my parents and I said, mom and dad, like, I'm heartbroken. you know, like, you know, this guy's basically you know, said, you know, he can't be with me, yada, yada, broke my heart, freaking killed me, like, ah, uh, killed me. But, um, I told my mom and dad, I said, that's it. Like, I see why, like, I too want these gifts and I'm going to become pure again. I'm going to give myself back to Jesus. And from this day forward, I'm becoming pure again. I want my relationships to be deep. I want to um, it to be so much more than just that. And so I became pure again. <laughs> and even though it lasted only a month, um, I did. And I remember, <clears throat> you know, that's when I realized that I love John and I was ready, you know, to push forward with him. And at that point, Um, John was sending me books of Joyce Meyer and um, it was a book that I sent him and he would show me that he'd been reading and you know yada yada and um, I was so proud of him because I so badly wanted him to be on a journey with me through Christianity and um, so long story short you know my friend and I um, had a beautiful journey it was very very short-lived but it was very it was a perfect beautiful um season in my life it was beautifully orchestrated and just making me realize the beauty of christianity how beautiful christianity christianity can be when it's done right and christianity should be something that's not beating things over people's head or condemning them never once from him did i feel condemned but yet he shined light and he shared it in such a way where i was so um I was blown away by how beautiful Christianity was, how good of a God we served, how he never made me feel like I was little or Jesus didn't love me. And he just helped me understand, you know, what could be if I were to um, sow in the spirit instead of sowing in my flesh. And so what a beautiful story. What a beautiful season. And I'm so thankful that I was able to take this lesson with me into my marriage and where I am now. And, um, you know, it's definitely helped John and I, um, you know, his, um, you know, perspective on tithing went into my marriage, you know, for John and I. And so, you know, that's one thing I want to share is just about, you know, sowing in the flesh and the fruits of it and how beautiful it can be. Um, and then sowing in, you know, or in the spirit, sorry. And then Michelle, for instance, show, sowing in the flesh in that relationship. And, um, you know, I reaped a heartbreak and it's okay because it wasn't meant to be, um, you know, and I have John now, which I'm so grateful for, but what a beautiful story, right? So I want to share another thing with you. Um, just being totally honest and transparent because, you know, as we're in this season of sowing and reaping and, 
you know, realizing that Christianity isn't easy and it's not something that's popular and it's not something that always feels good. And I have been in a season, um, not so much lately, but I was in a season where I was trying to figure out, you know, how to live Christianity right. Like, okay, Lord, I've done the thing where I completely died to myself to the point where I didn't even know you anymore. Like you are not a, a God of bondage at all. And I didn't even know who I was, but I also know you're not a God of just Michelle, do whatever you want. (laughs) And I have been on both sides and I say, you know what? It's okay. It's totally okay. And you know what? The most beautiful part of it is, is that in my season where I was so deep in everything and to my season when, you know, I'm falling back and listening to, you know, some little Wayne, Jesus loves me the same both ways. That's the truth. And that's the most beautiful part of it all. Does it excuse me doing some of the stuff or, you know, saying some of the words that I had said? No. Michelle in the flesh is a freaking hoot. Oh, my goodness. Is she a good time? Oh, yeah. But am I a great time in, you know, walking with Jesus too? Heck, yes. I'm an even better time because I'm positive. I so love. I so happiness. I don't so frustration and anger all the time. And we just handle things better. But I want to give you an example of when my character was tested recently. Um, And it's something that I'm so proud of how I handled it. But ultimately, did I sow in the flesh? Yes. And did I reap destruction? Maybe. I don't know. But um, I just want to share this with you because maybe you're in a character building season where you know that there's something that you need to speak up on. And you're just struggling to find the strength too, um, because maybe financially it's not going to bless you the way you were hoping, but here's my story and hopefully that this shines light for you. So we recently went out to do the burn your meal plan ad at the graveyard that you guys probably maybe saw and it was really funny. So basically we had a funeral for meal plan and I wrote this eulogy for meal plan and it was really fun. It was great. And we were going to do this um, funny part where my business partner like comes out of the woods and says like fools and all this funny stuff. It was great. So then two days prior, um, John is super, super funny. And he was watching, you know, or he was listening to my script that I wrote. um, And he said, oh my gosh, like we have to add in this part from Wedding Crashers. And there was a part where um, Will Ferrell was sitting at the funeral picking up chicks and this guy Roger died, and Will Ferrell was saying, D-A-M-N, darn you, Roger, darn you. But he was actually saying the other word. And John played it for me, and he said, we have to put this in. Like, if we said, like, dang it, meal plan, dang it, dang you, dang it, meal plan, he said, it would be so funny. And we're dying laughing. So we show Greg, we show, you know, the team, and they're rolling, and they're like, we have to put this in. And so we go to the property, And John was originally going to show up and say, dang it. Well, something happened where I guess somebody said to say the actual word because it just mimicked the movie more. And so John did. And Michelle (laughs) did not speak up. I didn't think twice about it. And I sat there and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed because John was nailing it. John was so in character. He was having so much fun. We were dying laughing. It was so funny. And so... We leave the video shoot and, you know, we went all the way out to my partner's property, which is over an hour and a half drive. We had people take the day off work and I get home and I think, oh my gosh, like 
uh, like I just recorded this ad with D-A-M in it, M in, M in, in it, like over and over. And now I'm sick to my stomach. And then I told John and John understood. He goes, ah, I was going to say, dang it. But then, you know, I was told to say the other word. And he goes, I was going to say, dang it, but I didn't. And I'm like, ah, and he goes, baby, you should have spoke up. And I'm like, I know I should have, but I didn't think to. And, um, <laughs> then I threw the whole, well, if we were all being the Christians that we know we're supposed to be. Nobody would have said it, John. <laughs> he uh, basically rolled his eyes. <laughs> um, but Michelle was right in that moment. But no, seriously, I'm taking ownership here. Um, I got sick to my stomach because I'm thinking like, darn, like, you know, long story short, I ended up texting my videographer and I said, hey, you know, I I love you and I respect you as a Christian. And I know you never like say anything because, you know, you just do your job and you've always like been super cool, you know, recording our stuff. But, you know, in the past, I made a, a video where I said, join the most bad ASS sisterhood on the planet. And, um, you know, I was kind of convicted over saying that. And then I end up saying it because, you know, everybody said it'd be great. And then all of a sudden, I feel way convicted for that. And then people are, you know, giving me poop for it. And then I go out here in the field and I'll say the D-A-M-N word. I said, Josh, you got to help me out, man. I said, listen. I'm coming to you because next time we shoot a video, I respect you so much as a Christian. Would you please just kind of give me a nudge, nudge, wink, wink and say, are you sure you want to say that? Or you sure you want to put that in there and say, and I'll be say, and I would literally say, that's all I needed to hear. Like there's sometimes when I think like, am I being a total prude right now? Or, you know, am I overthinking this? And I sometimes just need somebody to hold me accountable and say, hey, you're not wrong. Like, I totally am with you on this one. And so he said, yes, I'd be honored. Like, thank you for trusting me. And so long story short, I ended up telling the team that I don't want it in there. And a lot of feelings were expressed that I should have spoke up, that the video is not going to be as funny, yada, yada, yada. And I ended up saying, I don't care. I don't care. Sorry. I didn't say it like that. I didn't say it sassy. I said, dude, I'm super sorry, guys. Like, I understand it's not going to be as funny, but I just can't do it. Like, we just decided to put it in there a couple days ago, but this goes against everything that, you know, I preach about. And I understand, you know, it's just, you know, a couple times it's being said, but I just can't do it. Like, I just can't put it out. I'm being really convicted over this right now. And so, basically, we put it out without it. Here's the moral of the story. Number one, first and foremost... There's two lessons here. (laughs) Jesus brings the people, period. He brings the people. The more he can trust you with, the more he's going to bless you with, period. So if Michelle was in her flesh thinking that, oh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put this out because it's going to be funnier with this and it's going to attract more people. Wrong-o, sure, it could attract more people. But as Jesus says, You know, why would you want to inherit the world then lose your soul, right? Who would want to ever inherit the whole world when you're going to lose your soul? I'm not in this to just, you know, be funny, sow in my flesh, and then, you know, reap the people, them come, but then know that it wasn't done in the right way. I don't bring the people. Jesus does. He will bring them. Ultimately, he will bring them. And I had to keep telling myself that. Michelle, I don't care 
how funny the video is. I don't care, you know, how much it makes, you know, more sense to, you know, put it out there with that word in there. Yes, it will probably be funnier to people, but at the end of the day, Jesus will honor you for doing what's right, period, period. And so I said, roll it. We're not, roll it, roll it as is. We're not putting that word in there. Like cut it, cut it out. And so we put it out there. And me being totally transparent with you, now there's a couple different reasons why the ad may have not performed well. It really didn't have any sort of like call to action to it. It was really just kind of a funny video. So that could be a big reason why it wasn't made to naturally convert. But on the other end of things, maybe it was because it wasn't as funny. And you know what? I sewed it and what I reaped was a video that wasn't as silly but at the end of the day, you know what I have to remember? Yes, I reap that, but I would reap that all day long when I know my heart is in line with Jesus. And that is one of the hardest things to remember. But let me tell you what, the peace and the, the happiness that I have, even when I know that the video didn't do as well as what we were hoping, there's a piece about me that thinks, man, like I feel so much better than knowing that that video ran in front of thousands of people with Michelle Bishop allowing the D-A-M-N word multiple times through her video. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not working. I I don't want to be in the season of I love Jesus, but, right? And friend, I come to you today and I'm not sharing the story at all to toot my horn. If anything, I'm telling you, I fell to the flesh. I fell. And I I reaped something. And like I said, I don't know if, you know, the conversions are low because of the actual video itself or whether we took the funny stuff out. Who knows what it was from? But at the end of the day, I put my head on my pillow knowing that I stood right with Jesus. And whether, you know, he blesses me in some way with, you know, with people because of that or whether he blesses me with peace of mind, you know, I know that I'm right with him. And so I'm coming to you just today because we all get in seasons where we're doing stuff that's just feel good, right? And we're doing stuff that to our flesh feels really, really good. And, you know, for me, my language has always been such a big struggle for me. Um, Just like a lot of people, you know, some people struggle with alcoholism. Some people struggle with other things. And does it make them a bad person that they struggle with it? No. But when you continue to choose to not live in it, And repent when you do it and turn away and say, I know that's not what's right, but I'm continuing to move forward. That's all that Jesus asks. And I think that it's so important to remember that, you know, as Joyce Meyer, she talks a lot about a perfect heart and having a perfect heart. A perfect heart doesn't mean having a perfect heart. What a perfect heart in Jesus's eyes means is simply a heart that's continuously choosing to pursue him, period. A heart that is continuing to choose him When the world is continuing to choose the world and what feels good. And so, am I a perfect Christian? No. Have I tried to be one? Yes. And it was so hard. But what I come here to tell you today is, is as you are on your journey through Christianity and you're doing these little things that to your flesh feel really good, I want to tell you and remind you that you will reap what you sow. Like I said, it's a spiritual law. You will reap what you sow. So be so darn careful with what you choose to sow. I can't believe my friend is mad at me. Well, you talked about him. You gossiped. You sowed that. It's not the devil. Not today, devil. 
can't believe I'm having friendship issues. Can't believe my husband is mad at me for that. Well, you didn't tell him. We sowed that, ladies. Like, we did that. And so it's in a season of realizing that, hey, like, there are consequences. We are completely in control of what we choose to sow, of our tongue. We have free will. So now it's up to you and I to decide, do we sow in the flesh or do we sow in the spirit? So that's my biggest thing that I wanted to come to you guys today with is just giving you that, letting you know that when we're in these seasons of struggle, that it's not wickedness, that we're just weaker in our walk in some parts. And that makes you you, that makes you a human. Do we excuse it and continue to live in it? No, we continue to try to work on it. But when the D-A-M-N word or the A-S-S word or the S-H-I-T word or occasionally the F-bomb comes out of my mouth, do I feel convicted? Yes. Do I repent and say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Like, gosh, I need to stop. And do I turn the other way and keep running? Yes. Am I working on getting better? Yes. Am I aware? Yes. As long as you are continuously trying to move in the right direction and not excuse it and continue to pray for Jesus to deliver you from it, give yourself grace. And remember, you are an imperfect person who follows a perfect God and be so darn grateful that he literally covers you in grace. And that's all I have for you guys today. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. I pray that today you think about all the fruits that you are sowing, all the seeds that you are sowing, and I hope that you reap a beautiful harvest of eternity and happiness and love. And until the next episode, have an amazing weekend. I'm going to go back, turn on my Christmas music, and um, woo, this whole episode had me emotional. Turn on my Christmas music, praise Jesus, and uh, continue to ask him to deliver me from my weaknesses and uh, walk with him. And uh, that's it. I love you guys big time. Talk to you later. Bye. I just want to thank you so much for listening to my latest episode from the Be That Woman podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell a friend, share the message. I hope and I pray that you walk away feeling encouraged today. Have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye.